Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ross Tweddle from Cultaholic Wrestling, joined by Tom Campbell and Jack the Jobber, and we are back to answer yet another burning professional wrestling question. This time, who should have ended The Undertaker's WrestleMania streak? Now, this video could be one minute long, but that would not be the way of the YouTube. So we're going to set the table a bit here, lads. Tom, I'll come to you first. Does WrestleMania miss the streak match? Uh, I miss it. <laughs> I mean, it... It was like a title that got defended annually by the end, which was quite nice. But it all depended on the opponent. So, like, if there was Jeopardy there, you know, Orton, I'm sure Michael's punk, then it was great. When there was no Jeopardy there, I'm looking at you, big show and A-Train at 19, (laughs) Kane at 20, Mark Henry at 22, Triple H all the times. Oh, I don't know. It's interesting you mentioned Mark Henry as well. Mark Henry was one of those ones earmarked to end the bastard thing. Which which Mm. is weird because, I I mean, maybe that's probably why he would have been a good one to have because I had no faith in him ending (laughs) the streak. In a casket match at WrestleMania, no (laughs) chance. Uh, Yeah, so when when there was like a true like, oh, this could be the time, it was a really, really good bit of gripping stuff. But when... There wasn't. It was just like kind of like a go through the motions type affair. Like yeah. we know what's we know the end game here. But I miss it personally. I mention this because both Vince and Taker obviously had their doubts heading into WrestleMania because the day of Taker was going to win. He was going to win that match against Brock Lesnar and the streak would live on. Vince then changed his mind the morning of and then Taker apparently in, in the minutes and the hours before the match repeatedly said to Vince, is this what you want? Are you sure this is what you want? This is basically like a title match having the street match every year, just mm. as you said. Jack, do you miss it? Uh, yes, I do as well. But I think it's an unavoidable thing. I, I think that we all knew that The Undertaker slowed down quite a lot in his later years. Like, obviously, he carried on going at a high level longer than you'd ever expect him to. But I do miss it as well. As you say, it's like it's almost like a title itself. Mm. Often it was the biggest match on the show. But I think it's just one of those unavoidable things. Like, the older he got, you know, I think it would have just got... Had he beaten Brock Lesnar at 30, I think it would have maybe got less and less a highlight of the show. The tension would have still been there, but the, I don't think the quality would have been. 
If we were sat here in 2017, just after that Roman Reigns one, I'd be thinking, good riddance. The streak's had its day. <laughs> yeah. It's time to win. But he got himself back on track, didn't he? I thought towards the end. Because yeah. it was, was it the following year where he had the bit with John Cena, yeah. where it was like Cena calling him out oh. all night, and then Cena went and sat in the crowd. After and... the Roman one? Yeah, that was yeah. 34. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and, and that felt like a bit of a return to form for The Undertaker after that, which I really enjoyed. Saudi Arabia doesn't count. Saudi no. Arabia does not count. For all its flaws... Um, it might have just been because me and Ross were there live, but the, the Shane one was entertaining in a oh, weird yeah, way was. as well. The the one against Bray Wyatt was felt more like ceremonial rather than it was like the Undertaker's still here, the streak's gone, but he's still here. Yeah. But um, he did get himself a little bit back on track. The Roman match wasn't great, but yeah. yeah. Is there a case? Sneeze, Go on then. Go on then. Go on then. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All the best. <sighs> um, is there a case to be made for the streak never ending, Jack? He. Keep you on the, your toes, Tom. Keep you on your toes. That, you? <laughs> Took a big inhale <laughs> to go. <laughs> Tom, I'll keep it. <laughs> Jack's streak is sneezes today. <laughs> the sneeze is over. Um, do you want to answer it or should I answer it now? Uh, do you want to yeah, go? I'll for it. I'll risk it. You've you bought, you, you bought your time with the sneeze. Um, I think that there is a, there's definitely a case to be made that it should never have ended, but... I think the argument would have only gotten a lot stronger as he went on and it, as his ability declined that it should have been ended. And every year I think people would, like you were saying, people would be thinking by the Roman match, come on, when's this, when's this realistically going to end? But I think there's a lot of variables around that question, which we're going to get into, like possible candidates for it or a matter of timing. So there is a case that it should have lived on forever. I feel like these days... The the sentiment about the streak ending is not nearly as bad as it was in the immediate aftermath. Yeah. Then everyone was devastated. Now I think people might reflect on it a little bit better. Tom? If if this was a company that still booked long term and still had like a like a five year plan in place, like like in history sometimes it has, then absolutely there's it's a case of picking the right person who can really grow from that win. But this isn't that company anymore. So there's a for me, I say let him bow out with it because you, you I don't see them truly committing to anybody long term because the way that WWE is now done in the sense of, you know, you're not selling a wrestler or a particular match, you're selling a, a name above a marquee, which is WWE. So there's nobody there's nothing to gain from getting rid of it. So I'd have, you know, with that in mind. Let him bow out with it. Let him Ooh. let him retire undefeated at WrestleMania and then have him pop up every so often. I was of the school of thought that the streak ending should have been his retirement match. As soon as he because obviously yeah. Undertaker's an old fella, talks about the guns and the cocaine and the not video games and stuff like that. He loves <laughs> all that, doesn't he? When men were men, it's yes, like all that sort of stuff. He loves the traditions of professional wrestling. And traditionally you lose your final match on your way out, putting over the next guy who'll carry the wheels forward, keep them turning like that song from Motown. Nice. Yeah, I forgot. Long train. Oh, big was um, proud Mary. Aye, proud Mary. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that one. Just that. Just like that. Um, But I was listening to a gym. Up the ramp to that. (laughs) (laughs) Rolling on the river. That was such a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) And it was in New Orleans. It all (laughs) fit. I was listening to a Jim Ross podcast from immediately after WrestleMania 30, where he put forward the case that it should never have ended the streak. This is saying that Taker. This is him fantasy booking, which obviously goes against everything Triple H said. You just get what you're given, Jim, and you enjoy it. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he said Taker would have won the Rumble whatever year the streak ends. Um, sorry, the, whatever year he retires. Taker wins the Rumble. He then wins the title, and he pitched John Cena. 
He wins the title from John Cena Ooh. at the WrestleMania. And because John Cena would turn heel during that match, Taker would come back on the Raw after WrestleMania and then retire, saying, I've done everything now. It's all over. Oh, with the belt. With the belt. The belt. Just oh, right. retire the belt, leave it vacant, and then go off into the sunset on his merry way. And I thought that was quite nice. But then I thought, no, traditions, yeah. cocaine, <laughs> knives. A, that's a very interesting one. I think it would it would work for shock value because no one would be expecting that, yeah. especially if there were rumours swirling that Taker was going to retire as well. I think uh, Brian Danielson did it in PWG just before he went to WWE. I think he had a title match which everyone expected him to lose because everyone knew he was on his way to WWE, then won it and then immediately retired it. But mm. I think that's reflected on quite well. I think people like that. Yeah. But I think the match was really good, which helps. Let's look at the other candidates who it could have been in 2014's WWE to end the streak because obviously one of the big arguments is people saying if not Brock Lesnar in 2014 then when the bloody hell are we going to do it lads eh? I think that's what Vince McMahon said to Undertaker according to the dirty sheets in the build up to WrestleMania 30 on the day of of course Brock Lesnar him or anybody else what are you saying Tom? I just I don't think I, I, there's well there's one other person who I think should have done it, but I don't know whether we're going to touch on who we think should have ended the streak a little later on. So I kind of want to hold more. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see our picks at the end of the video. later. But I think, like, you end it if you end it when you know you have somebody to throw the world behind to carry that on. Brock Lesnar, whilst it was a, you know, whoever would have beat him would have been a shocking moment. But did Brock Lesnar's aura truly grow from doing it? Did he need it? it? Yeah. No, he still battered Cena at SummerSlam and he would have, it would have still been as compelling a moment had he not, you know, had he or had he not beat Undertaker. We got some good Paul Heyman promos out of it. Oh, 100%. Well, I think that the whole, the whole Lesnar thing has kind of worked out in WWE's favor now after a bit of a gap almost by accident. Mm. I, I doubt this is the way, well, it's not the way they had designs on Lesnar carrying that momentum forwards. It was all going to be a bit different. Lesnar obviously, I think, briefly went back to MMA and then came back again. And I think nowadays it does help because you've got this monster and every so often they can make a reference like, this is the guy who ended the streak and it just adds to his whole thing. But that's a total accident, I think. I think it, had it panned out the way they wanted it to pan out, <sighs> I, I don't know if it would have worked out as well as it has just by chance. Just to play the devil's advocate, did Brock Lesnar need this win no. after losing to Triple H? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep Brock strong, brother. I was going to say no, and then when you said after losing to Triple H, I was like, oh, he did the year before. That was a thing that happens. Um, he, can't, he can't beat Undertaker. No. He can't beat Triple H, but he can beat The Undertaker. That's like rock, paper, scissors. It really yeah. is, isn't it? Um, I no. Think, I think no. Because Lesnar's one of those, yeah, he's one of those guys, isn't he? Because Who's it never occurred to me that like his aura was damaged until you mentioned, oh yeah, he lost Triple H yeah. to WrestleMania before. But we had to be reminded of that. Yeah. Yeah. It hadn't occurred to me because like since then he's just like like the, he's like the final boss of wrestling, yeah. and I don't think that would have changed had he lost to the Undertaker at thirty. But yeah. I am that Vince McMahon t-shirt that just released with the devil on. I'm playing devil's no, advocate a lot. No, good. I'm glad you're playing devil's avocado. this match was actually set up in an angle at UFC 121, Richard. Do you oh, remember it well? Do you remember yes. it well? He loves it, doesn't he, Richard? UFC. You want to uh, go? Aye. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, to, to the shops? This was actually, I didn't realise what a gap it was. October 2010 is when UFC 121 happened. Uh, cross promotion that obviously Brock Lesnar could provide and no one else really at that time could have provided yeah. back in 2014 when you look at the roster. Um, Takeout said that entire thing was just done, and I quote, to start a buzz because he had no idea if Brock Lesnar was coming back to WWE at the time. Uh, Dana White said no at the time, and that's why it took like three and a half, four years for it to happen. Um, so cross-promotion. 
Who else could have offered that sort of thing, Tom? Oh, instead what? Instead of Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Just look at the options here. Look at all the variables. Cena. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess you could have, if you were going to do some sort of cross-promoting thing, yeah, like a big name like John Cena could he have done. He was busy with Bray Wyatt, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, would, would you do something like that with Daniel Bryan? Like, he was white hot at the time. He was busy with someone else. He was busy as well, yeah. Three more men. Oh, gosh. Too many men, too many, many men. <laughs> but I don't, think it, no, I don't think we're saying that the match between Undertaker and Lesnar shouldn't have happened. You know, the whole, like, you want to go and all that, and it builds to it. I, we, I'm just calling into question, should Brock have beaten him? Mm. Should Brock have been the guy that beaten him? Does, does any harm get done? if Because Brock's already beaten Undertaker multiple times in the run-up to this match, lest we forget. Like, 2002, 2003. But not the streak, not the streak. But not the streak, but he's beaten him plenty of times. Yeah. It's not the streak, admittedly. Um, so I think in terms of an opponent for WrestleMania 30 for The Undertaker, Brock Lesnar's a great choice. Yeah. Did Brock have to win, though? Nah, I don't think so. I know he Especially leaves. when you look you look ahead after that, and I remember thinking, I remember being furious a couple of years later, or not furious, just confused, when Goldberg squashed Lesnar. Because I was like, well, this is the guy who, the streak, this is the guy who's in theory got all the momentum from beating the streak. And then Goldberg comes along and squashes him. And I was like... It, at the time, it made no sense. I, I sort of calmed down about it when Lesnar beat him back at the following WrestleMania, beat mm. Goldberg back. But it, it did seem like the lineage of the man who beat the streak just got really distorted. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but you're wrong for thinking that way. Why? And a demon called Aizu told me this. Okay. Because they created headlines, <laughs> didn't they? Headlines that wouldn't have been there if if if, if Goldberg didn't squash Lesnar. Well, like I did. think that's part of the argument of the, the moments versus continuity argument. Yeah. Do you yeah. care more about big moments or do you care more about long-term And that's a different lines? video altogether. It is. Shall I throw some names at you from 2014's roster and there and thereabouts and just give me a... Would you like the, 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 the sort of the prospect of this person ending the streak or would you not like it? Okay, okay go. So twenty. Bear in mind, twenty fourteen. This Roman Reigns. Yes, he was white yes, hot then. Yes, the big old bruising baby face. So he was Dean Ambrose. Uh, yes, because he was like the mastermind of the Shield. I'd like it if he was if he did it in a slightly devious way, possibly yeah. rather than just beating him by being tougher. I think it was too soon for this fella. Just about, but Seth Rollins. I think it was just a bit too soon mm, for him. Bit too slightly. soon. Yeah. Rusev. Who, of yeah. course, made his debut at the Rumble, then went away for a bit, and then came back after this WrestleMania. I mean... Why not, eh? Imagine that. <laughs> You're not biased that. at all, bro. <laughs> been, I mean, that would have been cool. I, I'd almost... Looking at Rusev now, or Miro, that character oh, should, yeah. could have been The Undertaker. I'm not yeah. sure about Rusev. With God on his side. Uh, the Celtic Warrior. No. no. <laughs> Sheamus. Sorry, Love Sheamus, but... Cody Rhodes! Yeah! <laughs> no, not comes. then. Not then. Luke no. Harper. I thought it was quite an interesting one because obviously he was on the periphery of the John Cena versus Bray Wyatt thing. No, all good matches, uh, all good matches Taker could have, but like if you build, no. if they if they got behind Luke Harper and built him up, then eventually, but maybe not but then. Shame, shame on him for being well spoken. Eh? That was the that famous thing from Vince McMahon. Should have, should have sounded like a hillbilly, but he didn't. Accent, yeah. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh. Yes. No. Yeah. And, and then he and then he hot dogs and grandstands for seven hours afterwards. <laughs> no, I'll just throw that one in there. Uh, yes, I think yeah. So we've just about decided that Lesnar was the what the one to do it. If anyone was going to do it, if, if, if you absolutely had to do it, but then this is what I mean about. But I've got another name I want to say at the end on, or a couple. Oh, oh, right. Right. Same, same till the, the end. end. Same till the end. Yeah, same I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. But then, if you absolutely had to end the streak there and then, like we have to end it now, like then yeah, probably Lesnar. But then why do you have like? Again, like, unless you know there's somebody that you've got in your mind's eye, 
like just just bide your time because Undertaker's going to keep coming back and wrestling yeah. with, for another five years. So if you know he's got another five matches in him, hold on. But then again, WWE don't book that way anymore, and that's not a dig. They just don't. They you know it's a very different presentation these days to the one that I grew up in. Is it right? Is it wrong? Everyone likes different things. Mm. But um, yeah, Brock Lesnar was probably the the best, the the most interesting opponent, the most the most potential challenge to the streak. Doesn't mean you had to end it. Yeah. Now we go at the match itself because obviously Undertaker suffered that massive concussion. Nobody's really pinpointed when exactly it happened, but many are speculating. Well, this mainly comes from Melter, but Jim Ross and Jim Cornette are listening to a thing where they said this as well. There's a double leg spot on the floor and Taker just sort of falls back and twatters it on the floor. Mm. Um, he was knocked out then, but he could still kick out when he was supposed to. Should the match, I'm saying maybe, should they have called an audible? during this matchup if Taker was clearly out of it and couldn't really hold up his side of the bargain as he might have done if he wasn't concussed should it have gone on in a different way maybe we'll come back, uh, circle back to this in years later oh so what you think like instead just of the just, just yeah. take a take a take, somehow get out of it with Taker winning because right. I think that was a lot of uh, the upset and uproar was the f- how it went down with the multiple F5s especially and take, the, the footage of him staggering yeah, and up the ramp and they weren't, they weren't happy with how Taker went out that night I don't think I don't think Mark Calloway, the man, after being told you're losing, would have been like, oh, do feel well. He would have been like, crack on, boy. Like, just let's get it done. Let's get crack over. On, boy. Crack on, boy. Undertaker's <laughs> famous catchphrase. <laughs> crack on, boy. I, I think... It's just, it's just an unfortunate accident of the night. Yes, and I think separating this point entirely from... Like, obviously, the, the priority should always be safety, and you don't want the Undertaker to get seriously, seriously hurt during this, but in an accidental way... I think the way the match goes almost adds to the legacy of it. Like, Taker's mm. really beaten up, and Lesnar just, like, hoists him up for that final F5, and you think, wow, like, he's... And Taker's, I remember, isn't he, like, clearly in some discomfort as well? Like he's Well, he collapses when he gets back through the curtain. And, and obviously, that's not that's not a good thing. No. But almost as a, as a sort of byproduct of all that, it, it adds to the whole thing. Like, I, I, just, I think that it is effective, even though it's a... You'd rather avoid it if you could. I'm yeah. off I'm that school of thought as well. I just thought I'd put the, put the question. Well, it added to the shock because, I mean, obviously hindsight being 2020, we know, we all know now he was he was injured. I remember watching the match with my housemate at the time and going, this match is rubbish. It wasn't a pretty <laughs> It was an awful match. So when the three went down, we both went, what? Yeah. Because it was like, this has been an awful match. And all of a sudden, yes, I'm very awake because Undertaker's just lost. Yeah. So it certainly added to it I, because I the match was, was a bit crap. It was a bit. But we know I, why. Because he's living well, in and also, I think in comparison to to the streak of amazing matches he'd had in the years prior. Yeah, he'd been on a bit of a tear. Mm. So we've looked at the 2014 roster and the, the, the candidates who could have been the one instead of Brock Lesnar. Now we'll look at the streak combatants before Lesnar who were earmarked as people to potentially end the streak. I've done some digging on the dirty sheets. Court Bauer said back in 2005, Randy Orton was approached but turned it down because he he, he thought he hadn't earned it. At that WrestleMania match, I see what you did there. I think Orton. I think. I think if you're going to end it, I think Orton would have been somebody. That was the one. That was the first one as well. Where you thought bloody because obviously it was made of thing sort of officially but unofficially it was made of thing at WrestleMania 18. Yeah, he starts going with his fingers on the on the apron after beating Ric Flair. This was the first match after that where I thought, oh my god, he's actually going to lose here. Well, it was the first time that the streak kind of became a focal point. Because yeah. it was the legend killer going after the, the legend of the Undertaker streak. It would have really made sense for Orton in that time, but yeah. but I'm glad it didn't happen because after the Orton one is kind of when it took off. Yeah. Or after the Mark Henry one. Uh, uh, 
Batista is the first one I think of when I think of the run of amazing matches. But or if Orton had beaten him then, it would have been great, but we wouldn't have got the Michaels matches and stuff. Speaking of Henry, Tom's obviously on board with Mark Henry ending the streak. He said that earlier. Jack, <laughs> were you on board with Mark Henry ending it at WrestleMania 22? I don't think so. I think that that one to me, I wasn't watching wrestling at the time, but so I'm probably not the right person to ask because I didn't have the full context of it. But looking back, to me, that seems like a classic like Hulk Hogan storyline. Like here comes this big bad guy who's putting him in serious danger, but he'll overcome it in the end. That's pretty much what it was. Right. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much what it was. Instead of Mark Henry at that WrestleMania, apparently Undertaker approached Kurt Angle in the months beforehand saying, I want a five-star ma- uh, five match at WrestleMania. Kurt Angle, you're the fella that gave me that. So maybe at WrestleMania 22, Kurt Angle could have been the one to end the streak. Thoughts on that one? <sighs> at 22, the wrestling machine. No. Ability-wise, 100%, but character-wise, I don't know if it fits. Um, I think he could have had an excellent match with Angle, and yeah. I, I'm sad we never got to see that. But, but we did it no way out 2006. That was but the, in a mania, this yeah, a streak yeah, match mania. with Angle. But um, oh, Undertaker should have brought back the Godfather's pants that he had to wear for that attitude <laughs> era match with He's Angle. He's debunked that, aren't he? The Godfather? They weren't actually they weren't his. his pants. No, oh, I don't fair. know where they were from, but they I think his. Undertaker genuinely bought them, <laughs> thinking these look snazzy. <laughs> <laughs> and he was so embarrassed that everybody went, What are you wearing? And he went, Oh, the Godfather's. <laughs> so I, think, <laughs> I think that's where it started. I think in ring. That it would have worked, but I think the whole package doesn't work. I don't think. Still talking about the snazzy leather pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in ring, it looked great. Not outside. <laughs> Tom, Kurt Angle. Uh, again, Angle. Not a, like whilst it would have been a match that would have been in the the streak jeopardy list for me. Like Angle, the idea of Angle like putting Undertaker in an angle lock for like fifteen minutes to try and get him to tap and Undertaker refusing to go. Like yeah, real jeopardy. Yeah. I don't think he would have needed it. I think Undertaker beat him. <laughs> Bruce Pritchard mentioned this name uh, a, a number of times apparently over the the years. It was mentioned, just not really put in ironclad, but sort of just muted from t- uh, muted from time to time. John Cena. Now I think that one needed to coincide with the Cena heel turn later on in the streak. Cena does something dastardly to end the streak. I think that would have been fantastic. If you were going to do it, you'd have Cena start as a face and yeah. then throughout the match, a bit like Austin at Mania seventeen. Yeah. Um, have have just like Cena get darker and darker and darker and have to do something really dastardly to beat him and then you've got yeah. heel Cena if you were going to do it that gives something to, to boost off but again only if it was a heel turn only if it was a heel turn and yeah. it led to something like a, like a new a dawn of a new era remember that um, the match when Sami Zayn beat Neville to become the NXT champion. Mm-hmm. If Cena had that moment oh. where the referee's down, he's like, mm, but instead of doing what Sammy does, he goes, yeah, and just yeah. hits him. I think that would have been really good. Mm. Edge has noted numerous times on the pod of awesomeness back in those days that he was he turned down the chance to beat the streak because obviously Taker liked working with him so much famously. So Edge, I would have liked that personally. That's I, a good I like the way it went with Edge learning counters to all of the moves yeah. and everything. So yeah. take out to get out the what was the Hell's Gate for the first time? Is that the match with Charles Robinson? Yeah. Did that four hundred meter sprint down the so, right? class? I think that on that particular night, like it was the right way to end the story with Edge losing. Like that that was the nice uh, yeah. way to, on that particular night. But Edge in general ending the streak, I'm fine with. I think he's somebody that maybe a year before as well would have been something that would have really just added that little bit of extra fuel to his fire. Um, but in that particular Mania match that they had, um, I think it was right that Edge lost because it was a nice way to end a story. Mm. Now, see, you've got the full list there. If you had yes. to pick anybody to end the streak who wasn't Brock Lesnar, are you picking anybody? From this list? From, from, the, this from list. the people who've already... Well, King Kong Bundy, obviously, <laughs> yeah. from WrestleMania 11. From the streak from from before the people Lesnar. Already, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's, I, again, my, my eyes are always drawn to Orton. My eyes are Fair always enough. drawn to Orton. Or... Um, 
Tank Gonzalez. Um, <laughs> nah, it's, I, he got the closest in a way. Yeah, he, he really kind did. He's got DQ because it's a one point yeah. DQ. Yeah, that could have been a very different world. Um, I think I think from that list personally, and he's he's a name I'm going to mention a few more. I pray a few more times. Is Orton? Uh, I think I think everybody else there there is either like they don't they don't need it, or it was a story that resulted in them getting their comeuppance, so uh, they had to lose. So. Orton is the one for me out of all of them. If yeah. anyone had to, my one is probably Punk, but I, I think just because of the, on the strength of the feud and, and how different a, a, a foe Punk was for Undertaker. But looking at the way then Punk's WWE run subsequently panned out, I'm glad it didn't happen. But yeah, I think I think if you want if someone's going to be Undertaker, like Orton and, and like Cena, if he turned heel, you want someone who can really milk it on the mic afterwards. And Punk would yeah. have been the best at that. But yeah, Orton could do that. Orton could, oh yeah, Bob. Orton could do that. Leading everywhere, be fantastic. And, and heel Cena could do that. And I think Punk. <laughs> That's the, probably the big reason I think Punk would have worked, but I'm glad it didn't happen. Jan Gonzalez could have as well. Yes. <laughs> Did he have a promo? Uh, Harvey Whipperman cut promos on his behalf. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Harvey in. Oh, yeah, it was <laughs> <laughs> One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. My name is Paul Heyman. And it is the greatest privilege of my career to serve as the advocate for the beast incarnate Brock Lesnar. Was everything that happened after the streak ending making the streak ending worth it? If that makes any sense to you whatsoever. I really yeah. just didn't speak English very well there, did I? So did th- everything that happened after the streak ended mm-hmm. make the streak ending worth it? Mm. Right. Everything. 
I'm going Taker returning a battleground during the match between Lesnar and Rollins, and then we're setting ourselves off to SummerSlam 2015. <laughs> uh, that's when the Taker and Lesnar laughed at each yeah. other for that, that memeable moment. Uh, the Hell in a Cell match. Then we go on to, obviously, as Jack mentioned earlier, the Goldberg uh, beating Lesnar, mm. uh, Lesnar beating Goldberg, and everything Lesnar's done ever since. Was the streak ending, in hindsight, worth it? Yes. I'm going to say yes, uh, eventually. So throughout all those twists and turns that you've mentioned, I was probably thinking at the time, no, it wasn't worth it at all. It's easier to look at it that way as well when Taker can still go in the ring. But as his as his as he got older and his ability declined, and as these things happened, it's like the pieces accidentally fell into place. And now looking at where Lesnar is now, yes, it was worth it, but it was a bit of a convoluted route to get there. Tom? No. Oh no, no, you cheeky boy! No, um, but in terms of the in terms of the immediate aftermath, we had some great promos by Heyman of him just coming out and reiterating my client. Cesaro got a role. No, yeah. a month or so. Cesaro was meant to be attached to the rocket, attached to the rocket, but instead it was like a, a limpet being attached to a blue whale. It was just like, and that's no disrespect to Cesaro because Cesaro is great, but it was just a half-hearted, half-witted way of kind of come get some of this heat near you. Well, no, Heyman, come get your feet in the fire. We went like, to a live talk with Paul Heyman, which we'll get onto a bit more in a little bit where he was saying the only reason he was put with Cesaro is that Paul Heyman could stay on TV with someone attached to him so he could speak about the streak ending. That was the only reason Cesaro was attached to him. But surely Paul Heyman could have come and done that anyway. He could have, yeah. He didn't need... Like, Cesaro was almost like... I think he was meant to help Cesaro. I feel like it hindered Cesaro. Uh, and it just sort of shone a light on how inconsistent he was. But then, like, again, I know you said, like, oh, afterwards, obviously, Brock Lesnar would go on to become <clears> the final <throat> boss. But I think he would have got there anyway, regardless mm. of whether he'd, he'd beaten The Undertaker or not. So I, I don't think it's worth it. I I'm, think I don't think it is. I'm the same as you. I don't yeah. think it was worth it at all. Look at what came afterwards. I know um, it really added to Brock Lesnar's lure but he didn't need it and what happened afterwards didn't really build on that at all I didn't think it. no no it didn't no it didn't it gave us a couple of weeks couple of months of decent promos from Heyman but Heyman's always a good promo so if it had Brock not beat Undertaker had Brock lost to Undertaker Heyman would have still been a great promo we've got a meme though Shocked face man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's made and he's made bank. He's got a career it. off it. So, so played good with it. Right? Yeah. So, do you know what? I'm sure he's glad that the streak ended. <laughs> so good good on you. Must get you on Desert Island Crab sometime. <laughs> I feel like um also another factor uh, uh, relevant to this question is it had Undertaker like retired then, then it would have been more effective. But when you see Undertaker still hanging around and feuding with the guy who beat him, and then going on to have these matches with Shane McMahon at WrestleMania. That didn't help either, I think. No. Yeah. And the storylines as well. We've got to say about the storylines not really making sense. That didn't help things at all. For Undertaker's sake, I'm saying here. No. What, the lockbox at WrestleMania. The lock box, right, yeah, yeah, that yeah. didn't make Shane had to win no. that match to take over Raw, but he lost that but match Shane and took never over anyway. Taker of Mania, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, I just thought what came after it for Taker, it could have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. sat here saying it could be a lot better with no suggestions of my own. <laughs> Would you agree with that, Tom? It could have just been, had, okay, if you were going to do it, then that's the end of the Undertaker. Like draw a line under that. That's it. That's the. And you'll make probably the odd shock appearance here and there, but that's it. Mm. You certainly don't put him in any programs ever again. You don't put him in any matches ever again. If you're going to do it, then you'd finish him there. But I don't think they'd want to do that to the Undertaker, which is why you don't end the streak. <laughs> 
We mentioned Paul Heyman just before there, and I, I don't know whether we should give this any airtime, but me and Jack were in a talk with Paul Heyman. I've watched this on YouTube. Uh, this is, this is, it was a... Uh, a conspiracy theory put forward by Paul Heyman. <laughs> well, it was more of a, a dangling carrot for the people in attendance where he basically said, how do you know there was a creative process that went into the WrestleMania 30 match where Brock Lesnar ended the streak? How did you know, dear viewer, that Lesnar just didn't go into his own into business for himself? Lesnar concussed Taker on purpose so he could then pin Undertaker <laughs> and Taker could do nothing about it. Therefore, meaning Brock Lesnar would end the streak. And because Brock Lesnar ended the streak, WWE couldn't fire him for going into business for himself. Do we give this any stop him? <laughs> nah, it's Heyman being Heyman. I can't yeah. be mad. I, li- I, li- I like how Paul Heyman oh. can, can pull out the minutia and make it into the, the maximize. Yes. A guy in the crowd got so upset he got thrown out. He kept heckling him. He kept saying, <laughs> like, no, honestly. It was yeah. him and you could tell. Like... It was it was one of God. Kenny's things. Obviously, Kenny was annoyed because this guy was disrupting his show. You could tell him and was delighted. <laughs> like, what was the guy shouting? Like, you beat the Undertaker, <laughs> hey. Well, it was in Glasgow, so I couldn't really understand. Oh, oh yeah. no. Oh, no. <laughs> and that's just cancelled in Scotland. <laughs> that happened years ago. <laughs> it was just like the giant Gonzalez cut the promo. All you could hear was just like, and Paul Heyman going, sit down. Yeah. And saying yeah. other things that were better than that. Yeah. Um, I don't believe Paul Heyman at all, but it no. was it was nice to hear him say it. <laughs> it was he, interesting. He never said that's what happened. He just planted just the said, seed, is, is didn't it a he? Chance? Yeah, yeah, he but planted he the basically seed. Basically, did say. So like, <laughs> no. Yeah, it was it was funny. It was a funny moment. It was good. He's like, there's only three people, oh, four, three or four people who knew what happened. There was him, Vince, Brock, and maybe one. Other. Oh yeah, the music guy didn't know. The music guy. Because that was another play. thing that added to this conspiracy: the fact that the music and the graphic took so long to happen. But I think great. that was by design. Yeah, the ref didn't know either. Imagine being that. Oh my god, I couldn't. I'd have I'd have palpitations. I couldn't do well, that. I think that would have accidentally... Are we sure? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I don't understand like why... cutting the blue wire. Why wouldn't you just tell the ref? Yeah. I would have accidentally not counted three. I think I'd have pulled out and gone, whoa, hang on. Like, I, this I, I know they're worried about like rumour getting out, but literally, as the ref's about to go out, just say... Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. sure? Did you did you hear right that Taker's losing? Taker's losing. Okay, cool, fine. Who <laughs> was the ref, the ref Richard? You... Was it Kyoto? Can you Google a quick I'm picture? Gonna guess, I'm going to guess Kyoto. Because imagine if, like, imagine, the, imagine if Kyoto went back. I would have played a prank. Kyoto come back and they go, what have you done? He <laughs> <laughs> was meant to kick out. Could you imagine being told if you were the ref, the takers losing the streak, just as you were walking out the rabbit, you just fell. Just broke <laughs> up and fainted and fell. It was that match. Ch- Chad? Is that Chad Patton? I don't know. Whoever that is. Yeah, well, whoever the ref was. Referees. Was the ref. It's not Charles. It's not Mike. It wasn't Kyoto. Well... It, but that's that was a terrifying, a terrifying oh, yeah. thing to have to do. Yeah, so, especially if you didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, so do you, I know I, they always say like if the ref, if the wrestlers don't kick out, that's on them. Like the amount of times we've seen like count outs and DQs and stuff because the the wrestlers haven't like followed the rules they have to stringently follow in a planned match. I know they say it's on them, but still, that's that'd be yeah. a big one to get wrong. I yeah. thought it was fantastic how they delayed the music and just let the yeah. the atmosphere just sit there and the shock resonate through the TV screen. I had a lovely chat with um, Tom Hannafin, formerly Tom Phillips of mm. Raw. He's on Desert. Island Gramps this week. Oh, is he? And uh, we talked about the streak thing in there and how the power of silence from commentary yeah. is incredible. And how Michael Cole, one of the best calls he ever did, was go, The streak three is over. Yeah. And then say nothing. Commentary is so powerful when you're quiet. And and I think that's brilliant. And that was the that was some of the best stuff because they just they let the moment just happen. It was better than brilliant. for the love of mankind, for example. 
Yeah. For the love yeah. of mankind. <laughs> no. How could how could how can that happen? How can the silence after the streak ending happen and that thing happen? I think because oh, in those years, I don't think it's Cole's fault. I think <laughs> I think he's been micromanaged to say yeah. for the love of I, but mankind. But if there are people micromanaging them, it's still how does it happen? Oh yeah, yeah. How can they go from one extreme to two? Because WWE are silly sometimes. Yeah. I guess. Mm. All right. So we'll just say Paul Heyman was just wasting his breath, shall we? Ah. <laughs> he was right. just being Paul Heyman. I remember it. I was a funny, it. it was a funny little moment. Really. It was. Now we'll get to the, the juicy bit. Ooh. We'll bring forward our candidates. If we're saying it had to end at any point, who was the person to end it? Tom, we'll go to you first. Okay. Uh, Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton, definitely. Um, my other candidate, Roman Reigns. 2014. 2014. Because the Shield attacked Undertaker the night after Mania, the SmackDown after Mania 2013. Yeah. There's your, there's your setup. And you have them. Mm. And, and it's and it's not when Roman is... They've, they haven't tried to do the, su- the suffering sucker dash good guy thing yet with Roman. So he's still just like this monster bad guy that people actually go, oh, he's quite good. He's in the Diesel bit. He had the yeah. same... The Diesel 94, Reigns 2014. The Rumble just dismantling of the entire... Roster was incredible to watch, and that was it. And people, limit a million people, that and much? people loved it, but yeah. at least a million, and people loved it. And but also, he was a baddie, so I think putting him in that match, I think when he was a bit younger, when Taker was a bit younger, you do it then, and you give that to Roman, and then from there, Roman Reigns becomes the star that he became anyway. But you can you can skip out a lot of the that that attempts to become a top babyface nonsense and just immediately have that and then the night after having come out and raw do this is my yard now because he didn't speak very often at that point either no. so that this is my yard now promo which he did after beating uh, Roman uh, Undertaker at Mania a few years 33, later yeah. 33 was great because it was just booze and booze and booze and booze and booze this is my yard now drop the mic have him do that after WrestleMania 30 you've got yeah. Top heel. Yeah. Straight off the bat. And we could have saved ourselves of years of just being having that man forced down our goddamn yeah. throat. Make him make him <laughs> the, the cool bad guy that defeated the Undertaker. Yeah. Brilliant. Jack. Mine mine was originally punk, which I mentioned before, but for two reasons I'll change it. One's because, as I said, um the way the punk, you know, then went in WWE. I, I personally wouldn't change it because then you'd even though it was horrible for him at the time. He's on this amazing run now, and I wouldn't want to trade in Punk's amazing run now for a slightly better streak ending. And also because you've both convinced me, I think I think you're right. I think Roman is the the, mm. the probably the best candidate. I don't agree with the Orton one because for me that came too soon, and you'll miss out on like the amazing Michaels feud and the Triple H matches and everything. So I think Roman because it came after all that and would have been a good use of the momentum of the streak ending. I'm going to agree with you. Would you? Would you? Yeah, as long as, as long as he turned heel immediately, like yeah, he's got to. Can't be, have him try and be a cool guy. Still, he's got to be a, well, a cool heel. But yeah, Vince has got to sort of bite his tongue on going uh, like and dieselifying him from WWF 995 oh, and Diesel. He should have been. <laughs> Diesel should have been <laughs> WrestleMania 12. That should yeah. have been the one. Would you have accepted uh, a Randy Orton beating The Undertaker a few years after? Say, instead of Triple H fighting him at WrestleMania 27, you have Randy Orton fighting at WrestleMania Possibly. 27. I like those Triple H matches, especially the Cell one, because that, that near fall after the super kick and then the pedigree is like the best near fall in the streak for me. But. Yeah, I probably would have accepted that. As long that as it was, came that after was 28, the though, that one was. That one was 28. Yeah. But if this came at 27 instead of the Triple Fourth H... Fourth anywhere thing. Yeah. yeah. Then I, I probably would, yeah. Probably. I'd take not having those two Triple H matches for maybe Fulton, yeah. But I definitely think... Well, maybe, or maybe, maybe the only thing I think of there, maybe or might be a little bit further down the line, but 
because uh, I, th- I genuinely think the, sh- the streak, if you're going to give it somebody, give it to somebody who you're going to push for years to come and it can be their little badge of honour that pushes them over the top, that straps the rocket to yeah. them. That's what it's all about. That's what it should have always been about. Yeah. And if there's nobody, then don't have him lose. I'm Amen, not retire. I'm not in retire. Clicking. I'm not, as I say, I still think accidentally it's worked all right with Brock, but I totally get your point of view that mm. it might have been better just to have him retire with the streak intact. Yeah, uh, it's it's lucky that Brock is such a freak and has carried on for so long and done so well. But yeah. What if it was Cowboy Brock? <laughs> no, twenty fourteen. No, see, worse. see now street. you say that <laughs> beating beating Undertaker with a with a car door. <laughs> I'm I'm here for that. That's fine. Rips it off the hearse at the top. Of the <laughs> yes. Serves it down the ramp. Gets him on the head. We never said JBL in all of this. Oh, we still nah, won't. Well. <laughs> That was a good feud, though. I enjoyed JBL versus Undertaker. It was good. JBL's good at being scared. Yeah. The boogeyman as well, yeah. <laughs> the boogeyman. That's how we ended with the uh, <laughs> Should have been his last match. We'll just end this. I think it should have, personally. The streak ending should have been Taker's retirement match, and he goes off, and we never, ever hear from him again. Interviews nothing. I think you should have him making appearances, like special occasions, little run-ins and stuff. I don't think you have him wrestle again. I think because I, I like the idea of him doing that, but then Cena still doing the whole, like going on to Raw, SmackDown, uh, Sunday Night Heat, the Discovery Channel, Good Morning Britain, and just calling out The Undertaker at every opportunity. And then have Undertaker come out, not for a match, but just to clatter him and then go home again. Mm. Like, I like Undertaker making appearances like that, but don't put him in a match again and then do the retirement thing and then put him in the Hall of Fame like they're doing. But I don't think wrestle again after that. I think it should have been maybe his third last match. Then he gets like a win, not over the guy who's beaten him, but he gets a win at like SummerSlam over another big opponent who everyone's, to make everyone happy again. Uh, <laughs> he's all right. okay. And then loses his final match at Survivor Series just to bring that to a nice, because that's where he oh, did. Oh, nice. But, I like that, actually. Yeah, so I would have, maybe not his last match, but close to. So maybe what we do is then, <laughs> like, it's like we're doing it. Um, you You have... <laughs> You have him lose, and then the SummerSlam, he wins. And then at Survivor Series, he loses. And then he does the thing where he, like, takes off his hat, his yeah. coat, his trousers, leaves them in the so ring. Just, something just broke in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. And then, and then disappears, like, like underneath the ring, like he did it. Bye, everybody. Like he did that match against Roman. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Do yeah. that there, his last match. I and think then so. we don't see him until, like, the Hall of Fame or a running or Yeah, we can do occasional things, but You're yeah. both wrong. Okay. <laughs> you think you'd never see him again. in 2014, and after he's just laying there in the ring, we, we visibly see his spirit leave and then fall away. <laughs> Marty Jannetty to play his spirit yeah, again. Exactly. That's games. exactly what I'm thinking, Tom. <laughs> there we have it then. Multiple questions on the road to finding out who should have ended the Undertaker streak. And as a threesome, we are undecided, but we all have our own opinions, and that's what makes the world go around. Yeah, it yeah. does. Although yeah. I, I changed mine because I thought you two were right. Oh. So Roman Reigns should have Oh, maybe we, we are agree with We're all decided, yeah, yeah. and that's what makes the world go yeah. round. Let us know what you think in the comments down below. Tell us how wrong we are. I have been Ross Tweddle, joined by Tom Campbell and Jack the Jobber. Thank you, Undertaker, for doing the wrestling for that long. It's been good, I See ya. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be his Hall of Fame speech. Been good? See ya. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic Wrestling News.